Here is the closing Schwab market update for Monday, June 12th. The S&P 500 index and NASDAQ composite indexes climbed to 14-month highs Monday as investors awaited a Federal Reserve policy meeting expected to yield a pause in the central bank's rate-hiking campaign as well as monthly inflation data. On Tuesday, the Federal Open Market Committee, or FOMC, the Fed's policy-setting arm, begins a two-day meeting that will likely determine, that will likely determine the market's tone into midsummer. Investors appear increasingly confident that the Fed will leave its benchmark rate unchanged at its current range of 5% to 5.25%. The market is also waiting for an inflation update from the Labor Department, as the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, report for May is scheduled for release early Tuesday. The Producer Price Index, or PPI, report will follow on Wednesday. The Schwab Center for Financial Research is among the market watchers looking for a pause at the Fed meeting. The Fed has signaled that it is willing to take a break from its rate hiking cycle to assess the outlook for the economy and the lagged impact of rate hikes to date, Schwab analysts say. But the Fed is also likely to make it clear that it will keep the door open to more rate hikes if inflation doesn't make more progress. Here is where the major benchmarks ended. The S&P 500 index was up 40.07 points, or 0.9%, at 4,338.93. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 189.55 points, or 0.6%, at 34,066.33. And the Nasdaq Composite was up 202.78 points, or 1.5%, at 13,461.92. The 10-year Treasury note yield was down a basis point at 3.732%, and SIBO's volatility index, or VIX, was up 1.14 points at 14.96. Technology companies led sector gains, with the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index rising more than 7% and ending at a 16-month high. Consumer discretionary and retail were also strong. Energy companies were under pressure as crude oil futures tumbled more than 4% to three-month lows, driven in part by reports Goldman Sachs lowered its price forecast due to higher-than-expected supplies from Russia and Iran. As far as stocks on the move, Carnival stock was upgraded to overweight from neutral by J.P. Morgan, which cited continued demand in the cruise industry. Separately, Bank of America upgraded Carnival to buy from neutral. Carnival stock jumped more than 13%. Chinook Therapeutics shares rallied after Novartis AG said it agreed to acquire the biotech firm for up to $3.5 billion. Chinook Therapeutics shareholders will get $40 per share, about 67% above the stock's close on Friday. Chinook Therapeutics shares were up about 58%, and Novartis shares dropped about 1%. Illumina shares rose after the biotech company announced Chief Executive Officer Francis de Souza had resigned, but would stay on in an advisory capacity through July. The change comes after a proxy fight with activist investor Carl Icahn. Illumina shares rose nearly 4%. KeyCorp said at an investor conference it expects its net interest income to be lower than previously thought due to its funding mix and deposit cost pressures. Shares of the regional bank fell over 4%. NASDAQ announced it was buying Adenza, a software firm, in a deal valued at around $10.5 billion. 
NASDAQ shares fell over 11%. Oracle shares climbed ahead of its release of quarterly results after Monday's close. The company's cloud services and cloud infrastructure segments posted solid numbers in its prior quarter. Oracle shares rose nearly 6%. And Sentinel-1 shares were upgraded to overweight by Morgan Stanley, which said the cybersecurity company is a long-term share gainer despite recent execution troubles. Sentinel-1 shares rose nearly 8%. In terms of technicals, analysts are watching the S&P 500's high of 43.25 last summer as a potential resistance level. The S&P 500 entered a new bull market last week, having risen 20% from its October low, mainly due to a lack of negative catalysts. Fed officials have repeatedly emphasized their determination to curb inflation, which has receded in recent months, but is nevertheless higher than the central bank's long-term 2% target. The May CPI and PPI reports will be released before the FOMC meeting concludes on Wednesday, so it's possible those numbers could influence the Fed's decision. Analysts expect CPI to have risen 0.2% in May from April, according to Briefing.com, That would be a step down from April's 0.4% month-over-month gain. That would make for a 4.1% annual increase in the headline number, which would be slower than the 4.9% rise in April. Core CPI, which excludes food and energy prices, is expected to have risen 0.4% in May, according to a briefing.com forecast. CPI will be a big report, Schwab Chief Fixed Income Strategist Kathy Jones says. Expectations are for another drop year-on-year, but also for core inflation to remain sticky. If there's any good sign of easing in rent costs, that could be bullish for bond prices, she says. Otherwise, it opens the door to more Fed tightening, although not at this week's meeting. Late Monday, the market saw a 77% probability of the Fed leaving rates unchanged from June, slightly higher odds than a week ago, according to the CME FedWatch tool. Investors are also pricing in a 58% chance that rates will rise in July. The Fed isn't the only central bank meeting this week. The European Central Bank is expected to issue a rate decision Thursday, followed by the Bank of Japan on Friday. Analysts expect the European Central Bank to raise rates by a quarter point and the Bank of Japan to keep its stance unchanged. Central banks are not all moving in unison anymore, says Michelle Gibley, Director of International Research at the Schwab Center for Financial Research. While the Fed may skip a hike this week, the European Central Bank is expected to hike rates this week and then perhaps again in July. The Bank of Japan, however, is perhaps welcoming a return of inflation. Bank of Japan Governor Weda has said the risk of hiking too soon is greater than the risk of a delayed move. Meanwhile, China will release updated economic numbers, which could help clarify whether the country's post-pandemic reopening efforts are faltering. Key numbers from China include May industrial production, retail sales, and unemployment. China's economic indicators may continue to be sluggish, Michelle says, While consumers have a lot of money saved up, they appear to still be shell-shocked from the past three years and confidence about jobs and incomes is low. China's government has the ability, but not the willingness, to provide aggressive stimulus, at least for now. 
We believe the longer growth remains disappointing, the greater the chance of more aggressive stimulus.